The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod the Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-monthly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 16 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Happy holidays to you all. (laughs) We are officially in the full-fledged holiday season. Yes, I'm recording this before Thanksgiving happens, but uh, by the time that you're listening to this, it will be Black Friday. So I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you are, I don't know, sitting at your computer shopping instead of sitting in lines outside in the freezing cold. Although I think that's Cyber Monday. Different holiday. But yeah, so we are right now in the heart of the holiday season. And I've really been feeling all of those good feels that you get <laughs> that come along with, I don't know, Turkey Day and Hanukkah and Christmas and the New Year's and all that. So um, I hope that you're in the holiday spirit as well. Before I get too far ahead in this podcast, I just want to let you know that uh, my schedule Broadway Dance Center will be a little funky over the next month. Um, so if you are listening to this on Friday, all of my classes are canceled. But on Saturday, to make up for that, I will be teaching an advanced beginner ballet class at 10.30 a.m. and a an intermediate contemporary class at 1.30 p.m. I think I mentioned that these are a Broadway Dance Center, but if not, uh, these are a Broadway Dance Center. Um, beyond that, I will not be teaching my classes from the 6th to 9th of December as I will be doing the Nutcracker with Greenwich Valley Academy up at SUNY Purchase. Um, and then also I will be out of town from the 17th of December until the 8th of January. I, I actually had a listener reach out to me and ask me if I would be teaching around Christmas and I'm sorry, I will not. My husband and I are going to Hong Kong Cambodia and a couple places in Thailand. So taking a few weeks for myself, this is really important to, you know, rest, recharge, reset, be inspired, spend time with my husband and all that. So uh, do not do not be alarmed. I have some great subs teaching my classes, uh, both Broadway Dance Center faculty and guest faculty, Kate Lowe and Jamie Salmon will be covering all of my basic beginner and advanced beginner classes. And then Jennifer Whalen, who is formerly from American Ballet Theater, as well as Veronica Part, who just retired as a principal with American Ballet Theater, former Mariinsky uh, soloist. She, the, the, These two ladies will be covering my intermediate advanced ballet classes. So uh, you guys are in for some holiday treats. You might as well head on over to Broadway Dance Center and take some classes. Uh, this isn't sponsored, so um, I just worked really hard to make sure that I had some really nice uh, teachers to cover for me while I was out of town. I don't want to leave anybody empty-handed with possibilities. Is there anything else going on? I feel like there isn't. Just dancing, you know, nutcracker, teaching, and then holidaying. Just the holidays. (laughs) All right, so I wanted to talk today about uh, how to properly show thanks. 
I, I've been very fortunate throughout my entire life and career that I have been surrounded by people who have been kind, helpful, and generous to me. As a child, when my dance school saw that my family was struggling, struggling words were not working today, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, when, when my dance school saw that my family was struggling financially, they put me on scholarship to train for free. And I was only taking one or two classes at that time. Uh, but then from that point on, I could take as many classes as I wanted. Um, in eighth grade, when a family noticed that I was wearing pretty much the same few outfits regularly, instead of asking me if everything was okay, they just took me out on a shopping spree so that I could get a couple pairs of pants and a couple t-shirts and a sweatshirt or two so that I wasn't wearing the same two or three outfits every every couple of days. Um, what else? When I, when I couldn't afford to attend summer programs, local businesses, uh, family and friends donated money, dance wear and more to help me live out my dreams and attend these summer programs that helped me become the dancer that I am today. And this has continued well into my adult my adulthood where generous people have housed me while I was freelancing as host families. Uh, they've donated to projects I've developed. They've offered assistance and advice and mentoring and more. As I said earlier on, I've been overwhelmingly lucky to be on the receiving end of generosity and kindness my whole life. And through all of this, I've definitely learned the appropriate ways to show thanks to those who have done things for me, whether they're small or large. And I have sometimes <laughs> shown enough thanks, more than enough thanks. And sometimes I, I've shown less thanks than I should have. And this has definitely been a a learning through trial and error process of how to make sure that I am showing appreciation and making sure that I, I am grateful and that I am showing that I'm grateful because just because you are grateful doesn't always mean that people feel that. It's important to know when a little thank you can go a long way and making sure that you maintain positive relationships and to avoid being seen as ungrateful or selfish. So as a holiday gift to all of you, and because I am so grateful to all of my listeners, I would like to share what I've learned with all of you out there so that when you find yourself in certain situations that you will know exactly the right way to go about showing your appreciation. I mean, there is no exact way, but uh, you know, some tips and tricks, the usual podcast stuff that you're here for. All right, so um, I guess one of the most common uh, types of people um, or people in your lives that you may want to show appreciation to is your teachers. Uh, It's been interesting now that I'm on the other side as a teacher because uh, for so many years I was the student or uh, I guess I was a student and I had to show appreciation in a certain way. And then now that I'm a teacher, it's interesting to watch how other people show appreciation. I think that the teacher-student relationship with when in regards to being grateful is kind of one of the trickier ones to to navigate because uh, a teacher is there uh, usually as a job and a responsibility. Um, so it's it's not like they are just they're giving to you. I mean, they, they are, they could choose to do something else, but it's just a little bit different. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very different to be now on that other side to, to 
analyze this as well. So yeah, as uh, somebody trying to be grateful to a teacher, I think that for the most part, usually just saying thank you is all you need to do. Um, Around the holidays, yes, some students do give gifts to their teachers. And I mean, that's always appreciated. But especially in the dance world, that can be tricky because people are so afraid of favoritism. Um, And then some students are judged because they other people think that they're trying to suck up to the teacher. Um, it's, it's just very complicated. So when it comes to teachers, I, I think that really the most that you need to do is say thank you when they've uh, done something for you uh, or at the end of the year, just maybe eat a little card that says show, shows your appreciation and says what you, uh, what you feel. Um, Yes, like I said, there are certain occasions where teachers go like way above and beyond. And in those types of instances, yeah, you can get them a little gift. Um, I remember when I was at Alaska Dance Theater, the a lot of the parents and students had figured out, <laughs> I wonder how, but they had figured out that I'm like addicted to coffee. And anytime anybody wanted to show uh, appreciation for something, they would just leave a, a Starbucks card by the music uh, in in the dance studio or on my desk or in my my mailbox. And I I loved it. I appreciate it. I think that something like that is super appropriate because, like I said, teachers are they're they're getting paid um, most of the time to do what they do. Um, but if they do go above and beyond, or if you really appreciate what they're doing, uh, it's it's okay to to definitely give them a gift. Um, but yeah, usually just a little note will do. And I, I think for me, like a big thing is just to sort of show up to class, um, both physically and mentally. Um, I. I feel that teaching is a very reciprocal activity. I've said this before on this podcast, and I feel like when a student is really invested and they work really hard, it makes me want to invest in them and work harder. So a way to show appreciation is to not miss class um, because I prepare a lot for my students. I want to give as much as I can. Um, and also to make sure that when I'm paying attention to them and I'm giving them a lot of feedback, that they they respond to it, that they don't just go, okay, and like stand there and stare at me. It's nothing worse than giving a big physical correction and being stared at. I, uh, <laughs> my favorite saying, this is a physical art form. Do you realize that? Um, but yeah, so that's, that's usually how you can show appreciation to a teacher. Um, now this is kind of along the same lines and sometimes it is exactly, uh, your teacher who's doing this, but a coach also, uh, is somebody that you will probably want to show appreciation to. Um, and this may change how over, over time and depending on what you're working on, if you're a student and you're being coached outside of like a regular classroom for, I don't know if you're performing a pas de deux, uh, or if you're competing in a competition, um, or once you become a professional, if you are working on a specific role and uh, ballet master is only working with you, or if uh, they bring in a special guest artist uh, to help, say, with a major role, like if uh, somebody was performing a deal in Swan Lake and they brought in uh, a former dancer from the company who was uh, just well-known for that. Uh, That would be the typical coach role. So yeah, a a coach role, I would say it's kind of like an elevated teacher experience. Um, 
because you're you're getting a lot more individual time with your coaches in the studio. So typically, if you have somebody who invested more than just like showing up to a group rehearsal, uh, it, it is customary to at least write a little note of appreciation um, to your coach. And usually you do that right before the performance or right after the performance. Um, nothing or a little gift can't hurt either. And it doesn't have to be anything expensive or elaborate, but maybe if you know that they like a certain type of candy or again, if you want to get them like a small gift card or if there was like an inside joke that you had, you could do something like that. Um, Coaches are are very important, and they are usually more uh, invested. Not that they're more invested than a teacher, but because it is usually a more individualized experience with a coach, uh, typically you should do just a little bit more than you would for a teacher when it comes to offering and showing your appreciation for what they're doing. Um, there's more investment in you, therefore you want to give back into you. You want to give back into that bank, hoping that in the future that you can continue that that relationship. Now, choreographer. Uh, this one's always been a little interesting. So, choreographer or repetitor. A, a repetitor is somebody who stages a ballet. Like if you were going to perform, I don't know, Balanchine's uh, Symphony in C, they would send a stager from the Balanchine Trust to do that. Or if you were going to do a uh, Christopher Wielden work, they might send a specific person who danced that role in the original ballet. Um, so a choreographer and a repetitor is a little bit different. Um, for a choreographer, typically they're coming into a company um, or a school and they are creating a, a brand new work where a repetitor is just setting a piece. Um, now they, the repetitor and the choreographer will usually be choosing the casting. So they have a little bit of... Uh, they they could choose the you to be in their piece, and that could be a very valuable thing, especially if you're an up and coming dancer. But uh, yeah, so typically a choreographer will work with a, an organization or a company for anywhere from a couple of days to a handful of weeks, and usually the dancers are in the studio for an intense period of time with this choreographer. Um, Usually, by the time the piece is about to premiere on stage, uh, everybody will give married gifts. Um, and married gifts are honestly a combination, really. They aren't just married gifts. They are appreciation gifts. Um, if you really bonded with a choreographer and if you're in the, the opening night cast, it is usually customary to write a little note to the choreographer. Um, you don't usually have to get them a gift, but sometimes... Uh, that would happen. Usually the way that this would happen though would be that the entire cast would chip in, like give a few bucks and everybody would decide as a group uh, or maybe one or two individuals would decide something to get the choreographer. And a lot of times it would be either an inside joke during that intense period of time that you were working together with the choreographer or um, if it was a piece that was about a specific topic, uh, the dancers may choose to get an item or something 
that related to that piece. That's very common. So it's, it's usually those types of gifts, those thank you gifts involved, uh, are something that relates to the subject matter. Um, with a repetitor, with a stager, it's, it's a bit different. I mean, if you, uh, if it's not original content, usually just a card uh, of appreciation or some flowers or chocolate would be, will, will suffice. You can hear that uh, ambulance going by. I apologize. Remember, I record this <laughs> from my apartment. Um, but yeah, back on topic. Uh, so with a repetitor, um, it really just depends on the experience. Um, sometimes repetitors come in very quickly and then ballet masters rehearse it, rehearse the work. And that's uh, that's usually not a situation where you'd really do anything. Maybe, again, like a card that one card that the entire company signs or the entire cast signs is, is, is enough. Um, so yeah, a choreographer and a repetitor, they're a little bit different. Um, usually the choreographer, because you spend so much time and you are building their own creation, there's a little bit more of a, an emotional feeling there where with the repetitors, usually they just come to stage. Um, also for choreographers, uh, I've noticed that sometimes the second and third cast uh, get in on that action, um, but not always because usually uh, choreographers are only brought in until opening night, maybe one more night past that and then they leave. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a fluid situation um, if you are in a, a ladder cast. All right, a director. So this could be a school director. This could be a company director. I think um, a school director actually differs greatly from an artistic director of an organization because a school director um, typically uh, they teach. I mean, depends on how big the school is or how what level your child is in. But um, if it's a smaller school, the director might be a lot more involved. If it's a larger school, the director might just sort of oversee and then only teach in the, the more advanced levels. Um, there's nothing wrong with showing a little appreciation or giving a gift to a school director um, as a part of, uh, as a thank you at the end of the year or over the holidays. Um, it's not really that common to do things for them like that other than those times, unless there's like a birthday. But uh, yeah, it I, that's a tricky one because again, it's like the teachers where some people are very sensitive and some people overanalyze everything and dance is very competitive. People might think that families and parents and students are trying to like one up other people by trying to get something really nice and gaining greater appreciation and hoping that that moves them up quicker and that they get better roles. Um, so just be very careful with that. Usually a nice small gift for the holidays and a, a card and a little gift card or something like that is perfectly fine. Um, I do always think that like, like with the choreographer and the repetitor, it's always nicer if a, the whole class goes in it, in on it as a group. Um, because that, that just, I mean, it's, it's a way for everybody to show appreciation without one person trying to gain favor. Um, so yeah, that's the best way I think to go about that even, but it's not necessary. Uh, now for an artistic director, for your boss, um, it's a different story for the most part. <laughs> I don't think that you really have to do much to show 
your appreciation for your director aside from saying thank you. Um, if you get a, a really nice role, just go up to them and say thank you. Um, if you've had a good season or if you get promoted or uh, if they let you do a nutcracker gig that's a guesting gig away from your company or if they are just very understanding, um, during go, ask for a meeting and just say, I wanted, to, I wanted to meet with you and just let you know that I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, I, unless a dancer was like really, really close friends with the director, which can happen. Um, I've never really seen too many situations where a dancer buys a gift for a director. Um, it's just kind of awkward. Um, and I think it kind of puts everybody in a weird situation because the dancer does like, like the dancer does it. And then the director might wonder what the true intentions are. Um, and if the director wants to make sure that they show that they're thankful, um, but at the same time, like they don't want to seem like they're showing favor, it's complicated. So I think that like a little handwritten note at the end of the season or an email or just a meeting to like uh, express your thanks is more than enough when it comes to that type of relationship. It's tricky because it's your boss. Um, and if you've danced for a company for many years, it might be a little easier to navigate that. But if you're a newer dancer and you're sort of like finding your way into a company, um, that's one of those things that I would say, just express it with words or a small note, a short note, um, and just make sure you keep on doing your job well and just make sure that you show that you are appreciative of the things that you get. Um, but yeah, gifts, no, <laughs> unless you have a special relationship with that director. All right. Dance partners. So dance partners, uh, if you find that you are in a corps de ballet work where you spend two minutes partnering somebody and then you move on to a different partner or you go to on to just like dancing in a group that's there's no partnering, it really isn't completely necessary for you to get your partner like a married gift or a thank you gift. Uh, if you're working with somebody like in a major pas de deux, like if you're spending entire hour on stage together or if you have like a 10 minute piece together um typically what you do again it's it's like uh i said for one of the earlier ones you would get a married gift so that's a a small gift with like a card it could be a rose or some flowers it could be some candy or something that's an inside joke but you typically do that at the uh opening night of show or the first show that you guys do together if you don't dance on opening night um the way that i would typically do this is i would get a card and i would write a note of appreciation to them and then i would like i said give them something that uh either was nice like a flower or represented uh our experience together and i would try to show up to the theater a little bit early and i would um either sneak into the dressing room when there wasn't anybody of the opposite sex there. Um, and I would put it in their, their spot that they, they sat at in the dressing room, or I would ask one of the, the costume people to tell me where they usually were seated and then we would put it there. So they would get it before the show started. Um, that was always a lot of fun. I have very fond, uh, feelings about married gifts and thank you gifts to, to dance partners. 
All right, moving on. So mentors or somebody offering advice. So sometimes mentors are teachers. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes a mentor could be anybody in your life. They could be older than you. They could be younger than you. They could be a peer. They could be uh, a colleague that has been around for much longer in a company. It could be a, a teacher. It could be your parents. It could be many other, many, many, many other uh, types of relationships. But yeah, so um, a mentor would be somebody who is there offering you advice and guidance for a longer period of time. Um, somebody, I guess the other way of expressing this with in the short term would be somebody just offering you advice. Um, this is an, this can also be a very interesting relationship because uh mentors kind of can bridge not bridge they can they can walk the line of being friends and then also being more authority figures to you um so you really have to just sort of like look at that that relationship and see how it's defined um there are many ways to show your mentors uh, appreciation or if somebody offers you really good advice. Um, if somebody offers you really nice advice, I think that you really just need to say thank you. I don't want to drag that into this topic too much. Um, or like just, I don't know, for me, uh, I think a nice gesture is to take somebody out for a drink um, if they're of age or to, to buy them a coffee or something like that. Um, but when it comes to a mentor, somebody who is more invested in your your career, um, I think that this one can become very complicated. Actually, where I've had some of the best experiences and some of the more stressful experiences have been with mentors. Um, I had a mentor and they helped me for quite a long time. And there was a situation where I, they had helped me get some housing with somebody and I I can't remember to this day if I ever said thank you. I know I didn't leave that person a card, um, which I'm going to get into that in a second. But I, I thought I had said thank you to their their face, and um, apparently I didn't, or it was forgotten. And that mentor thought that it was very offensive what I did. And then um, when I tried to defend it, they didn't think I was grateful and it, it just gave a, put a little bit of stress on our relationship. Um, that was many, many, many years ago. But yeah, so um, with a mentor, it really just depends. Like if it's, if you're in the beginning stages, a lot of times you are taking a lot from that person. You're, you're taking a lot of information, a lot of guidance. Um, and you don't necessarily think like, oh, they're doing this out of the kindness of their heart or because they respect what I'm doing and they want to help me. Um, and mentoring, it, it's not necessarily a free activity. It's kind of like teaching. There, There is a push and like a push and a pull. There is a, a little give and take. You, you don't want to drain a mentor completely of everything that they have. Um, in fact, I've experienced this in the past few years where I'm giving advice, giving advice, giving advice, giving advice. Um, and then all of a sudden, the person that I've given a lot to just stopped showing up to my classes. So, uh, and then they, a few months later, asked me to meet them for coffee so I could give them more advice. And that, that puts some strain on, on that mentor relationship. So I think you really just need to like sort of gauge where things are. If you feel like you've been getting a lot from your mentor, do something nice for them. Take them out to dinner. If, if you want, or, or even that, if you want to get as like, have a long sit down talk, 
take them out and you offer to pay for them. Um, that's a really great way to show that you appreciate them because um, you're not paying them and they they probably feel like if they're giving and giving that it would be nice to have something and that's just a way to show that you appreciate them so that you're not like, hey, come and pay for yourself to give me advice. It just sounds kind of, if you put it that way, it sounds kind of weird. But yeah, so um, it, it really is, it depends. If you have had a mentor that's been guiding you, say, to start your professional career and you finally get that contract, um, that could be cause for celebration. And it's not just a cause to celebrate you. It's a cause to celebrate everything that your mentor has done for them. So maybe a nice note to them and uh i don't know it could be anything from like a ticket to a show to a meal to a glass of wine or a celebratory drink anything like that so um you can really be uh you 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 have all these options to you so you can really be inventive and come up with something fun for that but yeah a lot of times i think that people think that mentors want only to give and i mean a lot of a lot of us do want to give but there is a certain point where the relationship needs to have at least a hint of reciprocity and you just want to make sure that you don't suck that uh that well dry so make sure that you're you're investing throw some water back in that well All right, next, host families. Now this one, I mean, this. some people may experience this, some people may not. When I was freelancing, um, I would often tell companies that if they would pay me a little bit more uh, to, to stay with the host family, um, I would do that instead of staying at a hotel. Um, so I actually stayed with, I've stayed with, I can't even count, at least a dozen host families throughout my my life. Um, my dance career. So yeah, host families are typically people that house you. Um, and usually they do it for no cost to an organization or you. Um, they do it out of the kindness of their hearts because they want to either help the organization out or they love to have artists in their home. Um, now, obviously this is going to be a little different depending upon how long you stay with them. Um, like for instance, I stayed with the host when I was in Washington, DC, uh, doing a Nutcracker gig back in like 2002. 12 maybe 2013 and i only stayed there for like four or five days so um i didn't have a lot of time to get to know the host and i didn't see them very much because i was either in the theater or i was resting in the house and they they worked a lot so i mean i i wrote them a nice little card and uh i think that that was it and that's that's more than enough for a short stay but then there are also times like in in alaska uh i had a wonderful host family that i stayed with twice while I was in Alaska, um, once for five weeks and the second time was for seven weeks. Um, I think there was another host family in Providence, Rhode Island that I stayed with for four weeks and three weeks. Um, and there was a host that I stayed with in California in the Pacific Palisades in LA, uh, for three weeks. When you, when you're in somebody's house for a longer period of time, usually you create some type of relationship with them. Um, and, especially if you are taking up space in their house for a long time, it is absolutely necessary that you show your appreciation in some way. Um, of course, a handwritten note saying thank you. And if you bonded with them, telling them what you appreciated about uh, spending time with them and then something nice and personal. Um, there was one that uh, we bonded over Prosecco. So I got a very nice bottle of Prosecco when I left for them. Um, there was another family that... Uh, they were 
there they were a couple and their kids were fi- all of their kids were finally moving out of the house so uh in the next couple of months their their last daughter was going to be going to school and they were about to be empty nesters so i got them like a picnic basket that had some stuff so that they could like go out on a picnic together and enjoy their time together um i thought that was very thoughtful so um yeah when you're with a host family you're living in their house so i think it can be very uh it can be very personal and it it it's it's a nice gesture if you can find a way to give them something that that is personal um and if you don't have a lot of money it's okay you don't necessarily have to like go out and buy something expensive um but if you could just even say that uh you have like a point shoe you could sign a point shoe and offer them a point shoe things like that um, there's, there's a wide array of options of things that you could do. Cause a lot of times host families, they house artists because they love artists or they're curious about the art form where they love the company that they, uh, are either on the board for or somehow related to if they're parents in the school. All right. We're getting close to the end here. Okay. Cast. So if you're a choreographer, um, if you're a director, if you're a, somebody running a rehearsal, uh, how do you how do you show appreciation for your cast? I think the best way you can show appreciation for your cast is to treat them well <laughs> uh, throughout the entire process. I mean that's that's kind of a given. That's an obvious. Um, we we're we're living in a, a little bit of a different time. Our our dance our ideas of the dance world are starting to change. And uh, I know sometimes we get stressed out when we're all trying to turn out the best product ever. Um, but at the same time, we need to show respect and appreciation. Uh, to to the people that we're working with. So I think that that's very important. Um, that's really, honestly, the best place to start. And if you do that, you don't really have to do too much more than that. But yeah, uh, the, the best way to show appreciation to a cast is right before a production to really uh, motivate everybody and tell them how much you appreciate what they've done. And then after the production is over to say thank you. Um, I remember when we were in Vail, Colorado, Peter Bull, uh, the director of Pacific Northwest Ballet, he threw a a party at a, a local bar in the area for the the company. That was a very very generous way of showing his appreciation. Um, it doesn't have to be something like that, but just a speech will do, or writing a a card and posting it on the call board. All of that works. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily something for every single dancer um but you can i remember keon Gaines. he uh was uh soloist of pacific northwest, pacific northwest ballet i think he teaches at the school now and uh he also choreographs he when he was choreographing at pacific northwest ballet he would always get a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or pants and put the name of the ballet uh on on the back of it or down the side of the leg and he would give that out to all of his cast members um i mean that's a very expensive gift to get uh very thoughtful but very expensive um and that's not necessary that was very nice um but yeah just again treating people well and just vocalizing and and, sh- and telling them that you you appreciate them helps all right donors uh, how do you show your appreciation to a donor? Well, <laughs> the first and best way to show your appreciation to a donor is to make sure that you follow through with everything that you say that you're going to do. Um, and that can be everything from creating a, a piece to a, an evening performance, or if you do a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe type campaign to actually follow through with the rewards that you say that you're going to do. So say that a uh, hundred dollar donation means that they uh, get a signed point shoe, send them their point shoe. If a $500 donation, 
registration means that they get to attend dress rehearsal, make sure you, that you have a dress rehearsal that people can attend. Um, really, that's the best way to do it. Um, if you have a major donor, uh, and we're starting to talk about like, yeah, lots of money at this point. Um, Definitely don't be afraid to take them out to dinner or lunch and, and talk to them about your work and ask them about themselves. Because even though they donate to you, uh, we like to feel like everybody cares about people. I mean, obviously beyond feeling, hopefully you do. But uh, just making sure that you're developing uh, an artistic and a uh, professional friendship. I guess that's really what a donor is. It's a professional friendship. Uh, so yeah, that's the best way to do that. Okay, we're getting so close. Students, uh, this one's different. It's it's kind of, it can be challenging because students can be anyone from somebody who's two years old all the way up to somebody who's 80. Um, my way just to show appreciation to my students is to make sure that I give them the best uh, classes that I can to make sure that I always show up uh, completely invested in the class to make sure that I'm prepared before class. And then at the end to just tell them how much I appreciate them being there. Um, and this is something that I can't do all the time, but I, I try my best at Broadway Dance Center to do this. I actually wait after class for about five to 10 minutes and I, I stay there to answer and any questions that anybody has. Um, and I really appreciate that time because it gives me a chance to get to know people a little bit more on a personal level. Um, and that's usually when I have the most, uh, rewarding conversations with people. So I, you, you don't necessarily, I, I don't really think it's appropriate for a teacher to buy things to give away to show appreciation. I mean, on Halloween, if you want to buy candy and give it away, um, that's fine. Or say, if you want to make cookies, uh, that's another way to, to show your appreciation, but, uh, that's uncommon. Oh, I left that out for casts. It, that's a great way to show cast appreciation. Um, I remember when I did Nutcracker at PNB, people would bake cookies and they would pass them around to everybody in the cast. And that was really great. Okay. Sorry. I got sidetracked and forgot to mention that. All right. Um, all right. How do you show appreciation for a company, business, or person who promotes you on, on their social media? So say that you get involved. Uh, this is kind of newer for a lot of people since so many people have access to social media. Um, like for instance, Apollo, Apollo performance sucks. They, uh, recently sent me a nice care package of, uh, they sent me three pairs of their, their performance socks and uh, some leg warmers and some traction spray for me to try out. And um, the products are actually really, really good. And I might be talking about them in a future podcast. Um, but uh, they sent me all, generously sent me these products and it would just be awful if I uh, said, oh, wow, thank you. And then provide them feedback when I have a social media following. So I, uh, I've been posting on my social media about my experience with them and thanking them for the products. So, uh, that's definitely a way to, to make sure that you're showing your appreciation. Um, beyond all of that, make sure you send them a private message so that you can post a, something on Facebook or Instagram and show your appreciation, but nothing really beats like a personal message. Um, in those types of situations, really the the best way to show your appreciation though is to uh, to spread the word about the product. Like I, the the socks there, you can get them with traction or without traction. And Greenwich Ballet Academy, their floors are, are are nice, good floors, so I don't need any traction there. But at Broadway Dance Center, because we have so many different styles of dance. Um, 
that pass through the studios. So maybe the ballet studios with the Marley will also have contemporary with the socks. Um, or they sometimes have heels classes. I don't know why they do that, Marley. Um, or modern or yoga and Pilates and stretching. So there's all different types of classes happening in there. And it really changes the floor's texture. And some days it's just really slippery. So that has really been beneficial for me so when i'm in class and people are slipping all over the place i just point out hey these socks work really well you should look into them um so that's another way to show your appreciation just make sure that you are a a wonderful advocate um if somebody is generous enough to give you things whether it be promotion or product all right we're on our on to our last one parents This one's important (laughs) because I think that so many people don't show appreciation to their parents in the way that they should. Um, I think because like they, they gave birth to us that many, many people think that it's their responsibility to take care of you. But I I've seen what it looks like when a parent doesn't take care of their kids and it's, it's a sad thing. So so many parents, especially in the dance world, they give up so much to pay for their students' dance education, to make sure that they have the proper dance wear and dance attire and dance shoes, um, to drive them constantly back and forth to the studio, often waiting there, um, going to shows and auditions and uh, all of those types of things. So don't forget to say thank you to your parents. You don't have to get them anything, but just make sure that you show appreciation, follow through with your commitments, uh, and just let them know. Let them know how how much you appreciate what they do for you. Um, and that's as a kid. It's interesting as you become an adult that it changes. You you do want to show your appreciation for your parents in, in different ways as you get older uh, and, and you mature. When you can afford things, like for instance, um, I remember my mom was going through a tough time around the time that she turned 50 and uh, she was divorcing my stepdad and she was going through this big birthday. So... My husband and I, we flew her out to Seattle so that she could have like a a week away and just relax, enjoy some performances and all that. So that was a very nice way to show appreciation. It doesn't have to be as like a a flight somewhere, but just make sure that you're, you get them a gift and that you, you just show them your appreciation as much as you can, because sometimes those are the people that do the most for you. Uh, you kind of just expect them to do it because that's a relationship that you were, uh, born into. Um, but they don't have to. And it, I'm sure it feels good as a parent to know a, that you turned out a good kid, uh, and B that they, they appreciate everything that you did to, to help that happen. All right, so there you go. This is your Thanksgiving podcast. Uh, All these different types of people in your dance life and regular life that you can show appreciation to. uh, Here are some ways that you could do it. I hope that this really helps you into the future and that uh, it gives you some ideas. Uh, Of course, these are my ideas and there are many ways to say thank you. if you have any ways that I didn't think of, please feel free to reach out to me. And also, if there's anybody that you think that I missed, you should absolutely let me know. And I'll, I'll tell you how to reach out to me in a second uh, and when I do my outro. So, again, I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and I hope that you are entering a lovely holiday season. 
I will be back in two weeks to talk to you again. I'm probably not going to podcast uh, when I'm in Southeast Asia. So that'll be starting the week of December 17th until uh, probably mid-January. So there'll probably be a month where there are no podcasts for me. So please forgive me. Um, but don't worry, there are over 100 podcasts for you to listen to. Uh, and if you have listened to all of my podcasts you super listener um there are other podcasts you can listen to if you go to premierdancenetwork.com um and i'll talk a little bit about more about that in a second all right let's call this the end of the episode I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorollis.com. Again, that's www.barrykerollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on the Premier Dance Network. You can find them on premierdancenetwork.com. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Carolus, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blogs. I have Life of a Freelance Dancer. You can find that at lifeofafreelancedancer.blogspot.com. And I spent five years talking about working as a freelance artist and an independent contractor that is currently archived. And you can find all of my blogs over over 100 or 200 blogs on there by going to the last post where I have archived them. Uh, You can also go to Dancing Off Stage, which is at dancingoffstage.wordpress.com, and that is about the post-performance careers of professional dancers. I also have a YouTube channel that features my choreography, and you can find that by going into the YouTube search bar and typing in B. Carolis. Thanks for listening in to Pod of Chats. I hope you return two weeks from this Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.